0: Welcome to episode 106 of the Left Behind Game Club. This week, we play Pokemon Snap. As always, you can find all things Left Behind Game Club at leftbehindgame.club, on our Twitter at leftbehindclub, and on Instagram at leftbehindgameclub. If you like talking to great people about great video games and other things, you can check out our Discord. The link to that is at leftbehindgame.club slash Discord. Without further ado, let's snap them all in Pokemon Snap. Let's get right into it. <coughs> You're listening to The Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCord, and today I have three friends with me. The first friend, you know him, you love him. His name is Momertadi.
1: Let's go Pokemon. We haven't done a Pokemon, I think. Let's do
0: it. We have never played a Pokemon game, and here to talk about Pokemon with us, it is not two gentlemen from the Pokemon Pokemon podcast. It's two gentlemen from the Player Player podcast. Bad jokes, I'm sorry. Joseph Hooper, Arson Lokpa. Welcome back to the show.
2: What's up? Yeah. yeah. We're excited. We're happy to be here.
0: Would you ever consider changing the name of your podcast to the Pokemon Pokemon Podcast?
3: Nah, bro. I'm off Pokemon. I, I wouldn't allow that. Change my half. Change my half, so it will be
2: the Pokemon Player Podcast. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll, That's a
0: pivot I'll agree there. with that. You might change the name to Pokemon Player Podcast, but uh, for the folks who don't know who you are, tell us about the Player Player Podcast.
3: Alright, well... uh if you guys didn't hear our previous episode where we played a little God Over and gave you guys the pitch, I'll give you the pitch again. So, The Player Player Podcast is a weekly show where we talk about pretty much anything and everything video games it's a water cooler episode or a water cooler show where we kind of come in we're casual but we talk about things we care about whether it's next gen consoles coming out whether it's uh bro why are there not enough black characters in video games or you know best bathrooms in video games we'll talk about anything we're just here to have a good time and chill
0: (laughs) dope facts Uh, and if you want to listen to that episode after you've listened to this one that they were on you can check out episode 82 that is our Gato Roboto episode that features this exact same cast and I just want to throw up like mad praise for Player Player it is a great podcast in my weekly rotation y'all should check it out Pokemon Snap is a video game developed by HAL Laboratories, published by Nintendo, released on the N64 in 1999, making this the oldest game that we have ever played on the podcast. Gentlemen, we're going to start the show with our fast pitch, which is a one-sentence pitch on Pokemon Snap. Who wants to start?
2: Mm, Give it to me.
0: All right, Arson, you've got the ball. The Pokeball. Go for it. Whoa.
2: Pokemon Snap is your older brother's um first Pokemon racing game. Boom.
0: Done. Love it. Uh who who's up next? I'll will
2: uh, I'll do it.
3: Uh so my pitch is essentially uh the most timeless Pokemon game. Question mark. That's it.
0: Okay.
2: Okay. I'll,
3: right, I'll go later. next
0: and say that um and this may be a really canadian reference but um this is the african lion safari the video game that's it
1: that makes that's exact sense. Pitch. no but it makes exact <laughs> sense uh to, to give contact it's essentially like an amusement park that's in canada where you jump in your car you follow a path and you see safari animals very Ooh. um um i don't even know if it's still open this is like way back when uh, I, African I
0: don't, safari, but Pokemon. Thank I get it. All. I get
1: it. And you have a camera. Uh, I'd say, yeah, it's it's something along that lines of that. But my quick pitch would be Pokemon Snap is a roller coaster ride where you're taking pictures of Pokemon.
0: I love it. I love it. I what was your personal history with Pokemon Snap? Um, I can go first and share that I played this game back in 1999 when I had an N64. I loved Pokemon when it first came out. Pokemon Blue, Red, I think was 1996. Huge fan, and I even went into my local Blockbuster video to take the cartridge and put it into a sticker machine. Did you guys oh, know man. about this thing? I did. I've yeah. Heard. So what did you know about the sticker machine?
3: I just knew they existed. I just knew they were at Blockbuster. You can, you know, take your Pokemon memory card and get some real life photos of those crispy photos you took in Pokemon.
0: Yeah, you had this, this like vending machine and you'd go up to the blockbuster video counter and you say hey i want to get some pokemon snap stickers you'd have to bring your cartridge in you'd buy this little card that had like a squirtle or a charmander or a jigglypuff on it you'd swipe it in the machine you'd put in your cartridge and then it would print out your actual pictures in like like stamp size and it was the coolest thing that i'm sure like 10 year old me was losing his GD Mind <laughs> This is like
1: Gen 1 Amiibos or something, right? Like the first integration yeah. where you are buying that extra little <laughs> scanner thing
0: Yeah, I, I lost my mind when it first happened I was 10 years old, so I had a small mind But <laughs> it was super cool I and think they- in the States they had them in Lawson stores too
1: Man, I, I wish I had a, a, a background. Well,
0: Lawson or, is, is Jap- Japan. Never mind. Sorry.
1: No, no worries. I'm like, I wish I had an experience like that with Pokemon Snap. My history is essentially, I only played it when I visited Friends House. I grew up in the PlayStation world. Um, so I had the PlayStation 1. So the only time as I got to play, like, Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Snap, was visiting Friends House. So the first, like, first, second, and third levels, I've played hundreds of times, probably. Uh, and the other ones, I never did because I never had the game. So this was my chance to play most of the other levels.
3: Yeah. On my end... Uh... I I don't remember where I I got introduced to Pokemon Snap. I do remember renting it from Blockbuster at some point, but I owned it. I I now own Pokemon Snap. I literally have the cartridge in my living room, like sitting up there as like a little prop. It is, in my opinion, one of the best uh, N64 games out there. Um, And I just loved it. And and playing it brought back so many feels. Uh, So I'm excited to talk about it.
2: Um, as the resident baby boy of this uh, of this episode, I was literally two years old when this game came out. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I knew... No excuses. You're right. Use I, I should have, you know, hopped on, should have <laughs> said, Google Gaga, and then had my mama slap that controller right in my hands. But no, I had right. no idea the existence of Pokemon Snap probably until, I guess, my young adulthood or something like that. Just because um, even though I became a pokemon fan probably around the time i was like seven so like around 2004 2005 ish or something like that um but it just never popped up on my radar so this was my first time ever booting up the game i've seen the main character before i've seen like you know screenshots i guess maybe uh, i never seen any gameplay um so it was a uh, it was an experience definitely an experience uh hopping on pokemon snap
0: uh i'm excited to jump into it uh gentlemen I, before we get into that though I want to know how you played it. Joseph, you said you played it on an N64. Is it your OG N64, or did you buy a new one to play? Well,
3: here's with? the correction. I played it on an N64 when I was a wee lad, but my N64, oh, my oh, original oh. one, is back in my parents' house. So hmm. I played it on an emulator.
0: Mo, how'd you play it? Uh, PC. I got a little emulator
1: for it to kind of get through it. Um, that's how I used it. Uh,
2: emulator, same as anybody else. I, did, I never owned an N64, which, you know. Kind of a shocker here, but, uh, yeah.
0: And I played it on Wii U, which, let me tell you, that was a trip.
1: (laughs) Was it nice? Did it work okay on on the Wii U? Like, what what was the fidelity like, too? Is it
0: 480? So, uh, yeah, it was 480. Um, What's cool about the Wii U is you can, for N64 games or for Game Boy Advance games, other virtual console games, you can take the gamepad and, like, use it like a Switch and, like, take it away. So, my Wii U was in my office... And I was sitting on the couch in my living room, and it was just like distant enough that it, it would nice. work. If I moved it like a foot to the left, it would stop Damn. working. But like this is like Switch V one stuff, and it it worked really well. So uh, I'm the only one who played it on Wii U. Um, it's a fine version of that game. Um, what kind of game is Pokemon Snap? I know we talked about how it's like a African lion safari on rails where you take pictures, but is there any more that we need to know about Pokemon Snap?
3: I mean. Like I see Pokemon Snap is like the ultimate introduction to the world of Pokemon, right? Like, you're not over, like overblown with all these different mechanics. You don't have to worry about battle systems. You don't need to worry about PP, any of that stuff. It's just like, this is the world of Pokemon. These are the creatures of this world. Um, This is kind of the the temperament of most creatures. Uh, And from there, that's when you pick up Pokemon Stadium and the regular Pokemons and start fighting.
2: Yeah, I think with uh, kind of going off that as well with Pokemon Snap, I see it as like it's a straight up arcade game. Like I could have definitely imagined seeing this game like in a Dave and Buster's or your, your Chuck E. Cheese or something. And also, and in that case, it would have been an excellent introduction. to All the little little snot nosed kids running around um, those establishments. So
1: yeah, I think I think it's the one of the. I want I'm taking a shot in the dark, but I'm pretty sure it's the the first game where you're able to like be amongst the Pokemon, whereas like Pokemon Stadium, it's essentially just a 3D Pokemon game where you're fighting, um, and the the regular world, it's kind of like that. What, what's the like the overview perspective? You don't really get to walk amongst the Pokemon and see them, so this is that first thing where it's like, oh my goodness, like Pikachu's right next <laughs> to me laughing, or uh, Snorlax, I can wake him up? What? This is so cool. It's like mm-hmm. you get to finally interact with like the world of Pokemon that they keep pitching in like, the TV and all that stuff. That's how I kind of see it as, the first glimpse.
0: Um, I don't know if you felt this way, but and it's probably because this is the oldest game that we've ever spoken about on the podcast, but I don't know if this game like aged particularly well.
2: No, it didn't. So, I'm going to tell you that okay. much right now. See,
3: I completely disagree. <laughs> like I okay, felt like okay. I don't I'm not going to say it aged well where it's like, "Oh man, like it's still crisp," but I still felt like the the purpose of the game and the elements of the game that really uh that they really wanted to stand out really still held held up like me seeing pokemon like jump out of the water like all these little secret bits all of the 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 temperaments and like the pikachu on the surf like all these cool little easter eggs and stuff were still fun to me and still exciting to me uh so time ta- like so so far after it was released right even the mechanics they're not they're not Too many mechanics to make it feel like it's outdated. This literally like drive, take a picture, play this button, play that button. Like it's not like I'm playing Super Mario 64 and and Mario's falling off the edge because the controls don't feel right. So I I do think it uh, aged pretty well for what it is.
1: To be fair, I think it's because it has, like, from what I remember from the traditional N64 controller, that little, what's what's the centered dongle or like thumbstick? Analog. The analog little... Well, that one. The one that we control the camera on, the N64, the center little piece. uh, That controller for the camera was like so just one dimension like the speed was one speed when you're turning there's no like acceleration that we're used (laughs) to in like modern first person titles Mm -hmm. like you can't like jump and turn around like in a call of duty Mm -hmm. game this thing is like you want to look to the left okay well here's the speed it moves to the left it's very it's something that if you're only used to modern games you can pick this one up and be like oh what's wrong with the controls and specifically with me playing on a keyboard i didn't use a controller i had to use the arrow buttons which was like immediately left immediately up immediately down so it's it it didn't age well, but it's it was the controls were so bare boned that like when you see it now it's like, ah, it still works. It still works. That's why it ages well, May- I think. M-
0: maybe I'm maybe treating it unfairly because um The way I thought of this game is, like, it reminded me a lot of the arcade games that would make it to console that were coming out, like, in the 90s and, like, early 2000s. Like, Time Crisis, like, Point Blank on PlayStation, those light gun games. Essentially, it's like they jam one hour of content into a cartridge, Mm -hmm. and either they just sell you one hour of content that you can just play over and over again to get the highest score, or they just, like, extend the gameplay through some really terrible game design and i hate that i'm dunking on this game already but i feel like that's what happened here it's like it is a it is a one hour game that they somehow extended to three or four hours that maybe wasn't maybe wasn't as fun to play as a one hour game would have been
3: man this is about to be a long podcast because i'm about (laughs) to fight tooth and nail for the honor of pokemon
1: snap let me tell you because i love this game let's do it yeah Don't you? Don't worry. I think you have someone on your side. Okay. 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 We'll we'll have a
2: little two v two. I think, but I may be swayed either way. (laughs)
0: Let's go. Okay. Should we just? Should we just take the gloves off and get into it? This is a bad video game.
2: Ah!
3: (laughs) Objection! Phoenix, right sound.
2: (laughs) See. Okay.
0: This is a bad video game. Debate me. uh,
2: (laughs) I want to agree with you because when I first booted up this game, I was you know five minutes into like the you know the intro screen. I was like, okay, it's fine. You know, I get into the actual gameplay, and I was like, "This is it. This is what I'm supposed to be playing for this podcast." That I, you know, I've never played this game before. You guys really having me out here play this little on rails game. I played way better. I played the Rambo on rails game in Dave and Buster's, like I don't know, <laughs> uh, years ago, and that game was way better than this, bro. And the ter- the Terminator one, yeah, that was way better than this. But you know, I think
1: yeah, I think this is a, a very good sense of like if you've played it before the nostalgia gets you over the hump i think um whereas if you don't have that piece you might just kind of take it on at face value the controls are garbage based off what i've played before there's really no story uh, you're locked into like one roller coaster path where you can't move so you feel like you missed a shot you're like oh i got it. i missed it you have to restart but that i think is where it gives it a little bit of that like character because back then there wasn't really uh a game like this there hasn't really been one like i think since and it kind of gave you that thing where you have one game for some people for, like every six months maybe a year and this had that replayability oh you didn't get that perfect uh, meowth shot you're gonna have to try it again and try it again and you have those people who are like grinding for like the max score it's like you, you have to wait until uh electrode explodes or you have to wait till dragonite jumps out you're, you're like hunting for those moments and you only have five seconds in that path to get it and if you don't do it again. So I think that's where it gives it that value. It's replayability and it keeps kids engaged and crazy Pokemon game that hasn't been out before. I I think it's a great game when you take in all of those other things around it.
3: Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. I mean, if you are looking for a game and you see Pokemon snap on the bargain bin and it's 2020, you pick it up and this is what you play. Then sure. I agree. It's a bad game. Right. But let's think of, of the (laughs) times, right? When this came out, like most said, this is something that had never been done. And even since, right, there, I, as far as I know, there's no game that captures the magic of photography and, and kind of that you need to get the shot at the right moment uh, feeling like Pokemon snapped did at that time. Like, um, yeah, it seems very basic. We're adults. Like, we don't want to be on rails just, like, going at one speed for the most part, taking pictures of Pokemon. But I think, like, one, I did play the game and I did know what to expect. So I knew what the mechanics were. I knew what the levels were like. So I wasn't like shocked or disappointed or anything like that. But also like once you get past that and once you really look at it as like, all right, we're in the world of Pokemon. Like I'm going to see what I can find. I'm going to try and uncover things uh, and just play for this, play through this as, as it is, which is just a casual picture taken game. Uh, I love it, man. I think it's super relaxing. Uh, I think they, the essence of Pokemon is captured way better than almost any other pokemon game like sure you're just battling people in the in the top down like even pokemon sword and shield bro like what is that it's super corny like
0: that's a good video okay game.
3: like it, it it forces you to to enjoy it as a kiddie game where it has all these puns it has all this atmosphere and dialogue that you know forces it to be a kid game whereas this is just like Make of it what you will, man. You're just on the rails. You think this is cute, it's cute. If you think this is cool, this is cool. If you think this is lame, this is lame. But uh, it kind of lets you put your own interpretation on it through your picture taking.
1: Yeah. One thing I don't think anyone really talks about, too, is there's like a there's a kind of like a local multiplayer aspect where like hey let me go through the beach level and try to get a better photo of like these three things or try to get a cumulative store from the kid next to you or whoever it was so going in it's like it's it's at the time like we're saying it's it was a fantastic game because it gave you so much and you can make with it what you want like you can make it a speed run get every picture of a pokemon and call it a day or you can like find the perfect photo of your favorite pokemon you can do whatever you want
2: I do want to say, you know, before we move forward, um, you know, I had, I did come out a little strong, you know, with uh, my opinions on, on Pokemon Snap. After that, you know, initial, you know, 15 minutes or so, like I remember uh, distinctly, I told my fiance, I said, hey, I'm not feeling this game, I'm not vibing with it. She, I come back, you know, she comes back in an hour later, I'm like, okay, I, I understand. I understood <laughs> why... You know, the nostalgia could kick in, because I'm a Pokemon fan, like I think, I guess the rest of us are, at least of the original generation. I like seeing these Pokemon in their natural habitats or whatever, Um, and even though I did have some gripes with, like, you know, I guess the actual, like, you know, some of the actual mechanics of the game, some of the way the, some of the things that um, were present in the game, um, the game still kind of got me, in a way, this 20-year-old game got me hyped for Pokemon Snap 2 supposed to be coming out whenever or whatever so i'm definitely interested in seeing you know what will you know what will happen what what will the new generation get
1: yeah and i wonder like how is it going to even like transfer as like a game because like to, to specifically some moments that I remember from like the TV show the original like Ash Him TV show so there's a moment where you're going down the river and you can throw apples to uh, a slow poke until he puts his tail in the water mm-hmm. his tail gets bitten by a shelter he evolves into a slow bro mm-hmm. I remember vividly when I was a kid like I wonder if I like move him over there's a shelter picture hmm let me see if he moves and then he'd get over there put his tail in. It, and I'm just like freaking out as a 10 year like oh I made, I made slow poke evolve oh, I'm Pokemon master it's like those <laughs> moments i remember when i replay them and i wonder if kids playing the new game are gonna have that connection or those little magical moments where it's like that happened in the show and i just did it
0: so mo walk me through that because i actually am too dumb to have figured it out how do you get slow bro that's oh. one of the only ones i couldn't figure out
1: oh okay yeah so uh the i can't remember the level itself but it's the stream where the there's river like, the invisible level. porygons that pop out yeah so in in that one and there's like a slowpoke that's just hanging out near hanging out near the rivers and you'll see shelters kind of jump up and just doing their own thing so there's an area where if you throw apples it will like move up and like chase them until it gets to the uh this little like pad and then once the the asset detects it's in within that area it just turns around puts its tail in the water it gets bitten by a shelter and then that's how slowpoke evolves in the show um. those two come that's why in the video game I think you trade the two you trade someone a shelter and like a uh, slow poke and when you trade them you guys both get buddy i can't remember that was probably one of Gen One. i can't remember
3: so funny enough like yeah. i remembered this moment as a kid like i remember that slow poke and i was like i know a shoulder would come and you know bite his tail and he'll evolve but i like playing it back through i literally couldn't remember how to do it like i was throwing him apples mm-hmm. i was trying to get him to turn around and put his tail in but i just couldn't do it but that, that, like that's a vivid memory that is stuck with me like see you know you didn't even play it exactly exactly i knew i knew it could happen i just couldn't remember how to do it but yeah sorry
0: it's fair for anyone that's not played it before it's fair to just say that like you are going to go through a level that's maybe two to four minutes long and the whole game is like replay it replay it get the best pokemon pictures get the most pokemon whatever and some of the pokemon along the level they have like predetermined like AI routines that they have to kind of hit every time the level happens. But if you set them off with some of your tools, your your bait or like the apple that you can throw, the pester ball or the pokey flute, depending on which items you have and how you use them, you can get the Pokemon to do certain special things. So for example, in one of the levels, you can take a Charmeleon and throw an apple at him and he falls into a lava pool and then... He evolves into a Charizard. Mm-hmm. So fair to say that like, this whole game is built on replayability of very short levels, but it probably takes you, no joke, Like some of the levels will take you seven or eight times before you get all the secrets because you don't have all the tools or you don't know how to evolve a specific Pokemon.
1: Yeah, and they have it built in too. Like, you don't get all the tools until later on, so you'll play like, the, the river level and you won't have the apples initially. So all you can do is just take photos of new Pokemon. And then, like the next round, it's like, oh well, here's a new item you could use, and you have to like have that mindset, like, okay, I can go back, or I have to go back to unlock the new level, and you just play around with it.
2: Hot take, real quick: Do you guys think that Pokemon Snap can be considered a roguelike? Just because of this (laughs) replayability that you have, (laughs) you unlock these new, you unlock these new, you know, mechanics throughout the game. Wouldn't it be a
3: a a Metroidvania in that case? Because you're going back to the levels. with the new equipment
0: i would say that this game like precedes roguelikes i would almost call it like a like a light it's almost like a light gun game like an Mm -hmm. arcade game that's what i liken it to but i can totally see what you're saying arson about it being like a precursor to roguelikes because those really didn't hit until like the 2010s right yeah that's true um what was your favorite pokemon that you found I'll go first. um uh, just because it's the one you kind of brought up there there's the
1: moment when the charmeleon's just walking around at the end of the level and if you don't know that you can knock him in uh you get that like charizard right up close right in front of you and he'll like if you he'll pretty much do a pose where you get like a very perfect shot charizard is like my favorite pokemon as a kid like i bought pokemon red because charizard's on the box the, the whole like thing so when i saw that it was like i remember as a kid like i pushed him in accidentally i did not really know what was gonna happen and then charizard pops up so and that was that was my favorite
2: one i think for me um probably the same level but the uh moltres egg um once you because for starters i had no idea why this egg was in the middle of the track and then it, lo- <laughs> it low-key scared me because i'm sitting here i'm just like oh well sorry to that pokemon and then this Moltres just burst out of the fire and i'm like what the, like what what are we doing here what, what like i didn't realize we are going to be getting legendary pokemons literally episode or not episode uh level that's a that's the 3rd level second or 3rd level yeah. something like that um but the yeah.
1: Vol- volcano, volcano, or- or- volcano That that's like that's another thing this game kind of did so pokemon is very conservative with their legendary pokemon like sprinkling in like content in general that's that's like a rare thing the cards are rare in the show you never see them unless it's like an elite four or like a final person kind of thing mm-hmm. so like that one it's like third level mm-hmm. here's moltres like you never see moltres and he's just like ah like flying around like what's up we're in this right. world together. right so it's really cool
3: yeah i'd say legendary pokemon were were definitely like a highlight of this game uh, as a kid and i knew they were coming but it's cool to see them you unlock them as you get more equipment and stuff, and, and find the different strategies. But my favorite Pokemon, uh, it's tough because there was a lot of great moments in this game. Uh, but I think it's probably the Gyarados, where uh, on the I guess the Boulder—I don't even know—the River Raft level, I don't know. But um, you at the beginning of the game, you knock a Magic Carp out of the water valley. valley there you go. Uh, we you knock a Magic Carp out of the water, that Magic Carp gets punched. Uh, by a manky gets punched over a mountain, just gets absolutely whopped, uh, and then he just gets punched around the level until he ends up uh going into a waterfall, and a Gyarados emerges out. And it's I like it because one, you have no idea what's going on; you just think you're knocking around this magic cart for half the level, uh, and two because it's so rare. Like there was one point where I did it; I just knocked the magic cart out, and then. For whatever reason, I look behind me. I'm like, "Whoa, Agirio!" It feels like you're actually fumbling to get your camera out and trying to snap pictures at the last minute. Man, ah, I love it.
0: Yeah, I guess I would say my favorite, like, was probably the Charizard. But I think like an honorable mention is all the different ways that you can make Pikachu do things. Mm. So, like, there's a surfing Pikachu. Mm -hmm. There is a quick attack Pikachu. There is, like, a a dumb Pikachu in the cave that if you, like, hit him with something in the head, he's (laughs) Pikachu! And he, like, is all confused. I'm bad at at, (laughs) uh, impressions. That was pretty good. But, um, yeah, Thank you, thank you. I'm I'm here all day. If you want to find my Pikachu <laughs> impressions, you can find me on Fiverr at Fiverr.co slash Jacob McCourt <laughs> Pokemon. Yeah, this, there was some really cool like Pokemon moments where like I'm sure if I was a ten year old kid, I would be losing my mind. Uh did you guys know the name of the main character in this game? I'm ready I'm I'm about to make you cringe.
3: I, I wanna say it's like Dan, Bobby, Josh, John, something like that. <laughs> Photographer.
0: No, it's even better. Uh, You're very close, actually. It's like Sierra.
1: (laughs) Sierra, Colorado.
0: Todd Snap. (laughs) I did know that. I've heard that name before.
3: Todd Snap?
0: Todd Snap. That's crazy. So is Pokemon
3: Snap? No, it doesn't even make any sense. Because it's
0: Todd. He's a character from the anime. Is he not like a relative to Professor Oak? Yeah,
3: I think so. He's definitely in the show. (laughs) I, I forgot what he... I, I remember I hated him
0: I could have been making that up like he probably he was in the original anime but I could have swore he was like a relative of professor Oak but I could just be making that up
3: he doesn't call you like son or or you know nephew in the Nep- game so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uncle oak
0: this this must be the first time ever in video games that Oak is voiced because he is voiced in here just saying like one or two lines. Oh, <laughs> but uh, that was wild to me. It did surprise
3: me it, as well. Get this man an Oscar.
2: I think it would have been very great. Oh. Like, right. Like, if I had played this, you know, around the time that it came out, especially with the anime at the or with the show at the time, you know, you hear Oak on TV, now you're hearing him in the game. I think that'll have been a, a nice little special connection there. But now for me, now I'm like, oh, wow. I bet you those folks back in the day sure enjoyed it. I felt a little <laughs> left out. <laughs>
0: What did you guys think of the progression in the game? Did you think that, like, it was, it maybe impeded you a lot with, like, progression that it took you too long to, like, get certain tools? The whole time I was just thinking, like, hey, this is taking me a long time to get seven levels and 62 Pokemon like snapped.
3: Yeah, for sure. I I there was definitely because I had played the game before, I was like I forgot there was even a progression aspect for some reason. I thought you just had everything right out the gate. So, first level started and I was like, "Bro, I thought there was a boost in this game. What's going on?" <laughs> like I was like, "Is my controller broken? Like can I not activate the boost?" And I was just kind of bummed, but then like after that, I was like, "Okay, let's just do it." And I kind of figured out what was going on. But yeah, like it, it definitely Especially because I played the game before and I'm like, oh, I know if I do this with the right tool, like I can just, you know, get this Pokemon to come out and I snap the picture. So it was it was super hard to just be like going through these levels, waiting for these uh, dang pester balls and flutes to unlock, but it's whatever.
2: I'm going to be honest. I think that, um, you know, so for disclaimer, I did not finish the game. I made it, you know, I made some pretty good progress throughout the game, but I did not complete it. And I can tell you right now, if I were a youngin, I don't think I would have finished this game. I know I did not have a great track record um, growing up beating games. Facts. I think uh, I did beat the mainline Pokemon games; those were probably like the the ones that I, I just think they were very straightforward to beat. But something like this, where it did take a little bit more skill, I would say, and you have to like really be creative in the way that you you know encounter you know all these different Pokemon. How do you set up the sh- how do you set up the shot so you can get uh, the most the maximum amount of points? I don't know if I would have had the patience or the intellect to even figure out how to do that.
1: And that's exactly what I think is going to be the case. If a new Pokemon comes out, I don't know if it's going to have the appeal. Like I feel like I'm the customer and I don't think I'm going to buy it. Cause like it's going to be $70. Are you kidding me? Like it's going to be, that's going to be a thing here. So I'm just going to call um, that one
0: out. That's it. Yeah. If, so I, I did finish the game, but there are only seven levels in the game. And I felt as though like by about hour two, I was ready to just, like, see all the things the game had to offer. The, the way the progression works, it's like, hey, go through this level, get the best pictures, and then get points to get tools. It just seemed, like, really unnecessary. And I don't know if you all felt this way, but the methodology with which... You would get your pictures evaluated. Sometimes I would be like, "Wait, why is this picture that is clearly better?" Okay, I'm staring at Pikachu's butt, but because Pikachu's butt is right in front of my face, center in the camera, it's worth double the points. It's it's dookie. It is not good. You know, as you guys say, it's boo boo. Yeah.
1: C- computer vision has come a long way, I think, uh, and like just point detection as well maybe it's come a long way I feel like this game was like maybe the first time where like you could where screenshotting was the core mechanic of a game essentially like that's what we're doing we're walking around and screenshotting what's happening and I think they're just like hopefully this little asset is close to the center and maybe that's how they decide the point system but you know I I say I'll give them a B plus for effort it it worked sometimes you get bonuses that you don't deserve and sometimes you don't get those bonuses so it kind of comes in and comes out Fifty-fifty uh,
3: of the time. Yeah, I mean, I thought for the time it is cool how they how they did, it. and they're like, "Oh, you have this in the photo and this in the photo." But absolutely, Professor Oak was capping half the time, bro. I'm like, <laughs> bro, I literally have a picture of a Zubat holding a Pikachu, bro. This is like. Photographing Bigfoot, bro, and you're saying it's not good <laughs> enough. You're just throwing this in the trash because I have a Pikachu on a surfboard, bro. Like, are you sitting, are you kidding me? This could do so much for Pokemon biology and, and, and research. It's a Zubat is holding a Pikachu, and I never got the proper points for that. I can never get the shot good enough, man. I'm I'm, I'm salty about that.
0: You could sell this picture to the Pokemon tabloids, but Professor Oak is like, nah. I've already got this picture of surfing Pikachu <laughs> exactly. be good and I just she- I'm with you. I
1: know you're you're a super uh, Spider-Man fan. I just see the Jonah Jameson situation where it's just, you're trying to sell the photo, and he's just like, "No, get a better one. Yeah, bro. Like, it's not good enough." Yeah, this says a lot about
2: society. I will tell you that much.
0: I know we've 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 only gone for a little while, but um, is there anything else y'all wanna wanna dive into yeah. on this? I think this is like a pretty like. Go ahead, Mo
1: one last thing i want to bring up i I didn't know if it was brought up yet it's the the positive reinforcement where that oak gives you initially when you first take like a whack photo and all of a sudden he's like oh incredible and like the dinging noise it's like oh positivity (laughs) it's like a dog whistle almost like giving you like Oh, this is great this is more great all right do it again you're like okay i will (laughs) and you go back and do it and then you get to the point later on where it's like okay the ding can only be awesome like the first 10 times (laughs) now it's like let's keep moving
3: yeah so i have two things all right um this is my show now i got two whole topics so one uh
0: let's go i
3: just can we just take some time to appreciate the level of detail in these levels yes it's like it takes long to get through the levels yes you have to play them uh over again but like the living breathing nature of of these worlds where oh there's a Lapras in the distance oh there's some stuff going on in, in the weeds over here like Oh, like uh, these, these Magnemites are just on the on the track and, and, and all this. Stuff. Like there's so much detail and, and so much nostalgia where like at this point I'm playing Pokemon Sword and Shield and it's literally like I'm just going through the motions. I'm collecting the Pokemon and there's really for me, it really lost that magic that excited me back when I was playing the games uh, when I was younger whereas this game, yes it's dated yes the mechanics are a little busted uh, or, or or outdated or whatever but it definitely still captures that Pokemon vibe where it's like, hey man, these are the Pokemon I know and I love, these are the Pokemon I grew up with these aren't just random ice cream cones that have no personality to me like on, the man. world is living and breathing and uh, and I'm very excited with how they kind of Revitalize that for the next game.
2: First of all, you're gonna put some respect on Vanilluxe's li- Vanilluxe's name, okay? I can't, you can't even you say the in. name, bro. No, that's because like that. I, I, I said to Vanilla, Vanillaite. Okay, we get it. Put some respect <laughs> on their names, all right? <laughs> Second of all, I do agree. I do feel like um, Sword and Shield was kind of lacking in that same heart and character that was present in Pokemon Snap. I think that these levels you know like you said full of life i think the developers did spend a lot of um they spent a lot of time and effort into making sure that there were a lot of like unique interactions for the young little boys and girls out there to uh, to discover so i and i'm also excited to see how they can maybe expand upon that for pokemon snap too because you know we like we know i think we're at what over 800 pokemon now and I know I think what so Pokémon Pokémon yeah. Snap this the original this one only had 62, right? 62 out of
0: 151. 62 yeah. out of 151
2: and now we got 800 or so to pick from. I don't know, man. It's going to be a, it's going to be a wild ride. I'm hoping that they can at least if they are if they do decide to, you know, expand it allow you to take so many like a lot more pictures or something like that. And they, I don't know; they're gonna have to do something with the gameplay loop as well. I feel like to you know prevent that those feelings of oh this is repetitive. Oh, I just want to have everything. I want to you know get near the end or anything. So
0: that's a great point you bring up, Arson. And I, I want to kind of loop it into a, a question I'm going to ask you. So there's a new Pokemon Snap game coming out called New Pokemon Snap. It was supposed to be out I think Q4 2020. It's been pushed to TBA. It's being made by Bandai Namco. Uh, and it is supposedly an updated, uh, not an updated version, but a sequel to the original Pokemon Snap. In this game, one, will you play it? And two, what do you want to see from it?
2: Will I? Yeah. Will I play it? I think first I'll need to see what's in, what's going on in it. Um, I think something that I would look for, and I don't even know if this would really be the correct move. This is just more of an opinion of mine, but I would like to see, you know, with this technology that we now have, I'd like to see an open world um you know safari type game so you're you're literally in the car just whipping it going around and you (laughs) you know you'll find a pokemon you'll find these interactions you can do the same things as in pokemon snap one but now you're just not on the rails anymore you're off the rails they should change the subtitle of the game to be new pokemon snap off the rails that's all i need to see Off Off the the rails rails. needs to have like flames on the on the logo and i'll buy it day one pre-order yeah, I was that was
3: my second question. That was uh that was what I was thinking, like what can they do to this game to enhance it and make me want to buy it? So first of all, absolutely gonna buy this. <clears throat> I don't care the price tag. charge me a hundred dollars Nintendo. <laughs> You've already wow. proven that I, I, I'm a sucker to you. I have no willpower when it comes to Nintendo games. Just go ahead and charge <laughs> me. Take the money out of my account right now. Um the question about you know, is it gonna be good? I have no clue. Um because like I said, this game captures a special nostalgia um, where it's the ba- it's only 62 or whatever Pokemon. It's Pokemon that everybody knows. Um, and I just hope that with this new game, they don't try to cram too much new garbage in there. Um, granted, I'm an adult. This game is not for me. And I'm like, don't put the new stuff in. I want the old stuff. But uh, I really hope that they manage it in a way where it's not too overwhelming. And as long as they can still capture that environment where it's like... Uh, you're always discovering new things you're always unveiling uh, new Pokemon and, and events in clever ways then I'll be happy also you know throw in some Instagram filters some cropping all the all the Instagram stuff in there will be good
1: But so for sure I think that's something you'd Require for this type of game, and I think that's it's like a perfect DLC game too. Like um, next month, we're going to introduce the Sinnoh region, or next re- next week, we're going to bring in the Kanto Ooh. region Gen One Pokemon, or pay an extra fifty for this oh, one. No. To be honest, could you imagine like a VR version? Oh, like, you're in a roller coaster already. You just point and click, and you can touch Charizard now. You can touch Drag- Dragon Knight that's jumping out. I think it'd be a home run that way. Yeah,
0: I, I guess that I'm just a guy who. Like, we'll give it a shot. Um, I had a lot of nostalgia for Pokemon Snap, but as, like, a, as a 30-year-old man who played <laughs> it in 2020, like, obviously, I... God, I hate myself. <laughs> I didn't have the best time, but, like, I am open to new Pokemon Snap. I am excited at the possibility of, like y'all said, almost having, like, an open world to explore, Um, but would take levels too. I I guess I'm just excited at the prospect of Pokemon Snap in 2020. I want to see what it's all about. I want to give it a shot. It's from Bandai. Like, they've done great work with with Pokemon. Have they done a Pokemon game before? They've done Nintendo games before, so I trust them. I'm just excited to see it. I have a quick question for everybody before we close the show. Um, What's your favorite Pokemon game?
1: Can I go first? Came up right away. Oh, wait. Mm, I might not go first. I'll go. Okay, first thing came off the top of my head is Fire Red. Sorry, um, Pokemon Fire Red is is my favorite because it had genuine Pokemon and also had another region as well. That I can't remember because I haven't played it in like a decade. Uh, but that universally in my head was my, I remember having a pleasant experience. Where it was challenging. I could get a bunch of Pokemon I liked and recognized. There was no ice cream cones or shields, so
2: we were good. Gotta piggyback off that one. Not Fire Red, but definitely the um, Soul Silver. Uh, remakes of gold and silver um just because for the same reason being able to access two regions i thought was like i'm like wow i'm getting the bang for my buck here i'm paying for one pokemon game are you serious i get to go all over the place and i get to fight i get to fight 16 gyms bro come on i just thought that that was such a cool aspect and especially with you know soul silver i think they had the gimmick with the Pokéwalker, walker being able to send a little pokemon buddy a friend or whatever attach them to your hip this was pokemon go before pokemon go was even a thing so i i really did enjoy that and i wish obviously you know me being a you know i'm just telling the folks what i want i want another remake give me another remake of the remake how about that even though i know that's not going to come anytime (laughs) soon maybe in the next 30 years or something like that when they release the pokemon master collection which i think they may be releasing something like that i don't know i don't want to get into speculations
3: uh yeah, on my side, man, I have so much nostalgia for early Pokemon games. Like I would call out Pokemon Emerald. That one stands out in my mind mm-hmm. just because Rayquaza, Rayquaza, or whatever was just such a cool legendary for me at the time. Um and I always loved that kinda that third Pokemon game that came after the the duel set or whatever. Right. Um and then also honorary shout out to Pokemon uh Stadium franchise. Like as a kid, that that series was insane um and also one more shout out to uh pokemon coliseum where you're running around and you're you're doing some some dark you're up to some some hood stuff you know (laughs) stealing people's pokemon dark Pokemon. it was just weird and dark and i loved it
1: okay so i um, where i can see everyone's video camera for the people that are listening i I found the only game boy i have and the only cartridge i have in my apartment i'm just gonna reveal it to the camera baby dun, dun, dun. it is a game boy
0: sp and it is a copy of pokemon leaf green or that's is that emerald. emerald
3: that's emerald that's a beautiful emerald color baby you
0: wow you see oh shoot.
3: yeah leaf green was a lot it,
2: it was Did like the it? the matte green color this one had the see-through Shh. cartridge there it is
0: Ay,
2: she's beautiful you love to see it.
1: Hold on, so, hold,
0: hold that up, Mo. I'm gonna yeah, so that's my again. honorable I'm take mention. A little screen grab. That's for
1: sure. My honorable mention is Emerald, and I'd even, i would even the only reason I had a hesitation was because I wasn't sure if I was going to say Emerald, and I gave it to the OG Fire Red. There it is.
0: Uh, I think that I would also have to give it to Leaf Green, Fire Red as being my favorites. For a long time, I was like, Yo, Pokemon Red and Blue. That's the, that's the stuff. But those games remake it in a really great way. So to me, it would be. Yeah, Pokemon, Pokemon Fire Red, Leaf Green, Pokemon um, Blue, Red, and then there are some great ones we haven't even talked about, like Stadium Two with those mini games on N sixty four, like Let's Go. Um, I've been curious about other games on like the DS and, and 3DS. Uh, I guess Cafe Mix is fine. There's some cool Pokemon games, but I'll stick to Leaf Green and Fire Red being my favorites. Gentlemen, I think we've talked a lot about Pokemon Snap. Uh, do you have any final thoughts about the game or things we haven't covered yet? Because if so, now's your time. Speak now or forever hold your peace.
2: I personally appreciate the opportunity to come on the uh, podcast and discuss Pokemon Snap. I think without um, this opportunity, I don't think I would have ever picked up Pokemon Snap, the, the first one at least. And I don't think my hype meter for pokemon snap 2 would have ever built whatsoever i probably would have been like eh, i'm still thinking about it i kind of want to get in on it because i know people are going to want to uh, or people other people are going to be wanting to play this game but now that i've played the first one i've got the hype it's it's inside my blood it's in my veins and so i'm ready to see pokemon snap 2 uh
3: i'll just add put some respect on pokemon snaps game i know it's an old game but it's a timeless classic. <laughs> Uh, if you ever want to experience real life Pokemon in the real world through a video game, I know that's kind of an oxymoron. Play Pokemon Snap because those <laughs> top down uh, 8 bit, whatever <laughs> bit is not going to do it for you. Pokemon Snap is the game to play. What about
2: Pokemon Go? That's on your phone. It's free. Nah,
0: that's a good the, game. The
3: map that they give you is too unrealistic. You want to be in the environments, <laughs> you want to see the Pokemon You're right. doing real You're stuff.
0: Right. Pokemon Snap is played with your world. So it, your world's the problem then. Oof.
3: Exactly. True. My world does have a lot of problems currently. Let's, <laughs> let's fix it up, guys.
0: I said Pokemon Snap is a bad video game. That was me just trying to be flippant and trying to get people get people's goat. Um, Pokemon Snap is fine. It just didn't date well. In 2020, it's a tough game to play. It is like an arcade game. There's like an hour of content that was stretched into four But, like, if you want to pick, if you already have it and you want to put it in, play it for 30 minutes, like, it's a good time. It just overstays it's welcome. It is clunky in 2020, but I'm still excited to play the new Pokemon Snap when that comes out next year.
1: If it comes out for, like, the Switch, it's a great little party game for people that have played it before. Like, if you guys were visiting, I'd be like, yo, you want to run, like, Pokemon Snap, like, the first round, real quick? And, like, that's, like,. It, d- it takes no time, and you can exchange back and forth really quick. So it's—I think it's a great game if you've played it before. If you haven't, wait for the new one. It should be good, but we don't know really anything about it yet. So, but you might have to wait for this—the next one because it might be too jank and like inaccessible for anyone trying it fresh.
2: I want to start, uh, you know, a friendly little early competition. Um... If the reviews on new Pokemon Snap are, you know, at least somewhat decent and we decide to pick up this game or anybody who decides to pick it up, I want to see who can get the best photo, who can get the highest points. And we either keep track of it, I don't know, via via Twitter or something. We just tweet at each other and be like, bro, check out this uh, Mewtwo I just caught. I just got 15,000 points or something like that. I want to see... You know some type of you know interactive hype level for this game.
0: Arson, you are you are going to get officially like four tweets where people are going to be like, "Yo, dude, look (laughs) at this Pokemon." Yo, dude, look at my Ekans. Anybody
2: who's is better than mine, I'm deleting the tweet. I'll delete my own tweet just to salvage my reputation.
0: Cool. All right. Well, well, that is where we will end off our episode about Pokemon Snap, Um, gentlemen. Arson Joseph, your second time back on the show, it was a pleasure. Um, if folks want to find your show and want to find you, where's the best place they can do that? Yes,
3: sir. If you guys want to keep up with us, you guys can go to playerplayerpod.com. Uh, all the info about our social medias and stuff are up there on the website. If you guys want to keep up with us on Twitter, you guys can follow us at playerplayerpod. Um, our individual Twitter handles are uh, at Paxar for Arson here um, and at the Hootman for me and the e and the is a 3. So the Hoopman and Pax Seneca will post when our episodes go live uh, and that's that's pretty much it and sometimes we'll tweet jokes.
0: In your show it's like that water cooler feel where you guys catch up and then you talk about a, a subject in video games where sometimes it's the hot topic, sometimes it's an old topic, but either way if you listen to the show I guarantee you will have a good time so give them a listen they get the the left behind game club stamp of approval yeah Um, thanks again guys for coming on you are welcome anytime thank Thank you
3: man thanks for having us on
0: yeah of course thanks Thanks for coming guys um if you want to find more about the Left Behind Game Club, you can do so at leftbehindgame.club. You can find us on Twitter at leftbehindclub and on Instagram at leftbehindgameclub. If you want to talk to us directly, you can talk to me, you can talk to Mo, you can talk to Joseph, you can talk to Arson, and you can do that in the Left Behind Game Club Discord. Mo. Where's the best place where folks can find that?
1: Uh, There's two spots. So if you go to slash Discord, we have a redirect that's going to send you directly to the Discord to uh, join up. Uh, There's also a big button if you're just browsing around, listening to some old podcasts on our site, uh, homepage, you'll see a big button that says Join Discord. Jump on and get talking with us. We have some, uh, we, we try to play Among Us sometimes as a group. We talk about the new deals that are out. We kind of dig at each other when someone gets a PlayStation 5 and someone doesn't. Uh, We do all that little fun stuff and talk games and things of that sorts. So come on over.
0: Uh, If folks want to find you outside the Discord, where's the best place they can do that? Uh, You can find me mostly uh, chatting in the Discord or
1: on um, most social media platforms at Emritati or streaming on Twitch at ShenronTheDragon from Dragon Ball Z.
0: And what do you stream on there? You're streaming a lot of
1: League, right? League planetary annihilation titans um everything whatever i'm playing is on there usually some games for the pod as well
0: you can find me on the internet at Jacob McCourt on all major social media platforms. You can find me on YouTube at Jacob McC- uh, at youtube.com slash Jacob McCourt. I put up the occasional video essay. My last one very timely is about the Xbox 360 launch. Uh, give that a watch if you're going to buy yourself an Xbox Series X or S and you want to get the history. Um, I also have another podcast called Cutscenes. It is a podcast about video game movies. We are currently on hiatus but we are recording season 2 right now uh, coming out in early 21 so find that at cutscenes.ca i think we got all the business out of the way so with that mo take us home and that my friends is one less game left behind